using your firewall and filling your ports with technology goodness. It's the 1352 Report. Hey everyone, welcome to the 1352 Report. My name is Bruce Elgort and I'm here with Jess Stratton. Jess, how you been? Excellent, thank you. And Carl Tyler. I'm fine, very hot. And last but not least, the Mac killer, Sean Burgess. Hello. So Sean, how did you kill your Mac? I didn't kill it, it killed itself. I don't know what went wrong. Yeah, so you stick the Leopard CD in, you hold the C key down on the keyboard uh, before the chime, and you stick the CD in, and you're good to go. What what can't you do? It it spits the CD out. Oh. When I do that. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be that Batman. Yeah. Well, I know your kids, okay? So all, all this all this Apple stuff's just the Emperor's new clothes anyway. Yeah, but Lotus knows that, right? It's all a big lie. Yeah. So hey, have we had a call since I got an iPhone? Uh, no, we haven't. So, uh, but before, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we go into uh, Lotus knows, Carl's wants to talk about the iPhone later. Yeah. So no, let's let's do it now. Let's just get out of the way because I know you want to talk about it. So Carl, Carl gets an iPhone. I know, and I have to say, I think you guys have been lying to me. Okay, the apps are cool. But the email is kind of terrible, and it doesn't have to-dos, and if you get a calendar appointment, you can't tell it to just remind you in like five, ten minutes or whatever. It's, it's just, it's just ugh, well, when it comes to email I, and to-dos I, it, and things like that. I agree with you, Carl. I agree that you know the phone portion of the iPhone and the mail portion of the iPhone aren't that good. Yeah, somebody told me what I got was I got an iPod with a phone built in. And really what I wanted was a phone with a bit of an iPod built in. So am I the only iPhone user besides Carl? Or Carl, are you still an iPhone user? I still have the iPhone, but I have to say that using it as an email client, it looks pretty, but usability-wise, I think it's terrible. It's right. a little shallow. Yeah, it, it is, but I think uh, I think that's going to change over time, don't you? Well, I hope so, because there's, there's some things it needs. I mean, if you just live in one mail application, you don't have multiple email accounts, then I imagine it's a bit easier. But there's, there's simple things like there isn't even an unread indicator or there isn't a mail, new mail indicator on the lock screen. So Right. Well, this, there, there this, aren't, this thing, there this aren't views like the BlackBerry has, right? You know, you have an unread view on the BlackBerry. You don't have that, right? Well, there's that. But, there's, the there's things like, running, but the mail's not running in the background, so how would it know you have any unread? Oh, no, because it gets pushed down to the phone, right? But the thing is, you have this screen that shows you the globe, the date, and the time. And at the top, it tells you how many bars you've got on your network. It tells you what your battery life is. But if it bleeps, you pick it up, you hit the button, you look at it. And, you know, it doesn't indicate that it bleeped because you got a new email. It just bleeped. So you then unlock it. And then if you have, like, multiple email accounts, it shows you those email accounts. And it gives you an unread count for each email account. You have to remember what the unread count was on those email accounts to be able to work out which one had a new email. Fair, fair points, Carl. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, you, know what, you know what I learned about send, the... Send your hate mail to me, Mac fans. <laughs> you, you know what I learned about the iPhone? You know, it, what? Uh, notes dom well, Domino 8.5.1 is going to have Active Sync, right, for the iPhone? Right. right? Yep. So, so let's say you're a person like me who uses Exchange, right, and uses 
Domino 8.51. Guess what? You can only have one active sync account on your iPhone. But that's, uh, no, that, that's no different than the BlackBerry. BlackBerry, you can only have one Bez account. Everything else has to be a Biz. That's, that's different to Windows Mobile. Yeah. Uh, so, so. Well, oh, that, that's you, disappointing then because I was looking forward to getting that and then being able to have my Exchange Mail and my Notes Mail yeah. both coming in that way. Jess, have you ever been tempted by the iPhone? Being a, a, been, a black uh, Windows very, Mobile, I've been very tempted, but it's one of those. The grass is always greener, because it's Windows Mobile is so excellent for, you know, push and mail syncing and calendar and to dos and processing and and you know the mail client is just awesome, but browsing is horrible. Right. So it's just it's the grass is always greener because the one thing you know I I use my computer my. Um, handhelds my um i'm using the trio pro now and it's like a lifeline it's i always have it instead of my computer um and it's great in terms of you know i can do skype and i can do email but you know there's always just the browsing which is just really bad so. and i i i like the windows mobile uh the email is great as you said the browsing is terrible obviously the browsing on the iphone is really really good the apps on the iphone are pretty outstanding there's just so many of them, obviously, and there's a huge variation of them. Things that are bad about the iPhone is, you know, the key one is you can't run things in the background, which is a key difference with Windows Mobile. And it's actually kind of like the old Palm OS and that, you know, you switch between things and they stop running. They're not there any, in memory anymore until you go back to it kind of thing. Um, but the, the apps are fantastic. But the, the, the thing that bugs me a little bit is that Apple are control freaks. You know, it's like you hear about Google did uh, Gtalk. Uh, client or global voice or whatever it is, client for the Apple uh, iPhone, and Apple killed it. And and the thing that's terrible about that is you can be a third-party developer, you develop your own solution, and then you have to send it for Apple for their approval. And if they don't approve it, you're screwed. You've right. spent all this money on development. And the thing is, this is kind of the stuff that Apple used to do years ago, you know, when the Mac started declining in market share. And I wonder if this... You know, same sort of mistake they're going to make again, which is they be, try and hold too much control, whilst there was Microsoft with Windows saying, yeah, everybody go build whatever you want, and sure, there's viruses, but look, everybody's building everything for this thing. Yeah. And, and I think if you're a third-party developer and you're looking at making an investment, if, if you can't guarantee your application is going to get published, then you're not going to invest in that platform. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a couple of people uh, who've lashed out lately, right? Jason Calacanis, right? And uh, Caleb, I think, is Lasser from uh, Panic Software. They've written some pretty scathing uh, emails, I, I believe, or, or articles that really, you know, took uh, took Apple to task. And from what I heard, right, the Phil Schiller guy, who's I guess Steve Jobs' underpinning, he's VP of Marketing, I believe. You know, he's uh, he's trying to reach out and, and remedy all this stuff, but I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure whether it's going to happen. Well, I think also, you know, by rights, those people aren't supposed to say anything because under the Apple developer developer agreement, you're not supposed to be able to talk about this stuff. Steve knows everything. You're not you're not allowed to talk about the toolkit, you know, things like this. And actually, you know, a lot of people said to me like, "Oh, well, your calendar, you should build your own thing." Well, it turns out the SDK doesn't expose the calendar API, so you can't get to the calendar of the iPhone with your own built applications. So you can't automate adding something to the calendar um, with an application, things like that. So it's it's kind of like, you know, well, I'd love to have a screen that showed me my to-do items and my calendar appointments for the day. But it turns out you can't do that unless you jailbreak the phone. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be interesting to see the evolution of 
of you know the iPhone, the App Store, right? You know the the supposed tablet that they they are or are not working on. You know, how's that all going to work? So it, it's all very interesting, and uh, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but but like you said, it's uh, it mail is definitely frustrating. I can't get voice control to work on the iPhone. I could sit there for an hour and talk to it, and it goes did it. You know, sorry, no man. Is that is that like the Google search and things like that? No, no, I, just just here. Hold on. So watch oh, this. you mean to start and stop yeah. music? No, check it out. Ready? Yeah. I'm gonna turn. It's probably gonna cause some static on the uh, on the phone here. But watch this. Hold on. Carl Tyler. Calling Carl Tyler. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, wait. Let's let's, let's let's try mine. Okay. <laughs> oh, Carl, don't answer that. Okay, I just hung it's up so, on you. Oh, hold on. It was already calling me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Bruce Elgort. No. <laughs> you know the best one is if I go in a Google that you know Google's got this search thing, and when you put it to your ear, it starts letting you talk. Then, is for the life of trying, it it has no idea what a pilio is. Wow. Just it never gets it. And for those of you who don't know, right, Carl, Carl's the proprietor of a pilio, right? E P I L I O, right? Yeah, and Bingo was his name. O. And Bingo was his name. All right. Any. Uh, I'm sorry, Jess. Oh, no, that's all right. Another thing that I get jealous when I see people um, showing pictures from their iPhone. That's a huge that – was, that was one of the biggest reasons why I almost went to an iPhone because I'm always bringing up pictures on my phone, and it's just horrible for that. So that's another huge plus. It doesn't yeah. take great pictures, though. No, I mean, The it 3GS doesn't. does. I, I, no, I, I still don't think that. I think the video is not very good. And I, I don't think the quality is that great. Well, I'm blind, so they look good to me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I think some Blackberries, you know, don't take very good pictures. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. Mine are horrible. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kathy Brown from I Am Lug was um, taking pictures from her Blackberries. I think they were horrible. Either that or maybe she was, uh, well, I, I don't know if we should go there, but yeah, someone <laughs> cracked open a beer. So. See, that's why I think that the iPhone pictures are excellent. Maybe yeah. just because I'm used to seeing them from what I take on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I, I mean, I think the things that are great are things like, you know, the, 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 the Facebook app and TweetDeck, things like that, where you can hit the button and it's going to let you take the photo or use the photo and upload it to that account just seamlessly. That stuff's great. And I actually, will say, the, well, the, now I will say that the Blackberry, the Facebook Blackberry app lets you do that too. Yeah, yeah, and there's a new Facebook app coming out for the iPhone that's going to let you upload video, which it doesn't at the moment. And, you know, another great thing is the um, location GPS with the uh, compass and things. I don't know whether anybody's ever geocached, but there's a great little geocaching app for the iPhone that lets you, wherever you are, ask it for nearby caches, and it will show you on a map around you where the nearest caches are, how far they are, and things like that. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then uh, go to geocaching.com. Pretty much, no matter where you are in the world, apart from maybe Iraq, where they could be confused for bombs, you, you can find geocaches. I, I will they, say this. The, the, the little roulette wheel for, uh, for restaurants in an area, we used that when I was on my trip recently in Nashville, and it was really cool because it found us some really good restaurants. Yeah, and actually another one's open table for restaurants, which will actually well, let you I do that. book your table and everything. 
I do that. So you guys gravitated right back to the apps. You know, well, which... no, but that's the thing. That's what makes this phone is it's the apps. And actually, this ties into the Lotus Nose thing, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So Lotus Nose, right? Lotus uh, announced a couple weeks ago. I guess they started at the I Am Lug conference, right? That's where they announced uh, Kevin Kavanaugh announced in front of um, the I Am Lotus user group, whatever the I Am stands for. What's the I Am stand for, Carl? No, it was it was supposed to be I I am like I am Superman. Uh, ah, did we did we lose Carl? No, Carl, are you there? No, I I was just pretending. Ah, okay. Um, so they announced the the Lotus Nose campaign, and who wants to uh, give it a shot to tell everyone what if they don't know what the Lotus Nose well, campaign is? Jess, by now? Jess invented it, so Jess should talk about it. I did. Yeah, yeah oh, I think you, no, I think you, I, saying... I think you invented it on one of our previous calls. You did actually. <laughs> you may have had a different name for it, but basically, it's your campaign. So, Jess, oh, okay. tell us about the Jess Stratton campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, Lotus is using um, Idea Jam to take this huge, massive print campaign, and I'm not sure if it's billboards. I do know that it is not TV, um, not TV commercials, but a huge, massive ad campaign about Lotus just to build awareness um, for the products themselves, you know, empower users, teach them how to work smarter, um, get new people involved in what Lotus is. Everybody wins. You know, it's just a big scenario. I actually wasn't at IAMLUG. Um, Unfortunately, I'm just reading everything that I read um, right after it. You're reading everything you've read? Um, Sorry, I'm explaining everything I read. <laughs> right it's it's a new campaign that we we were briefed on right on a on a call. Some of us that that shows how they're going to promote uh, Lotus products, right, and the Lotus brand by using this tagline. Is that what you call it, Carl? Well, I think Lotus knows wouldn't really be the tagline. The tagline will comes below it, but uh, but it's the it's the key message to go with, right? That's the. The campaign is Lotus Nose. Right, so give us some uh, examples that we, we saw, Carl. Oh, well, today there would be uh, Lotus Nose. It's the absolutely important. I mean, the ones that we were given were just the examples of, uh, you know, Lotus Nose if you need an umbrella. Lotus Nose what time the train is. You know, Lotus Nose uh, who your customer is or something like that. I mean, the, the, the key thing is it's a Lotus campaign. I mean, how, how good is <laughs> that? That there's, you know... It's apparently going to be a very long it's, one, too, it's, right? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they said it's not going to be just a Q4 thing. It's going to continue. So it's not just one of these flash in the pans, hey, we did some marketing and then kind of went and did other stuff. So that's great news. So some of the things we saw, right, were uh, like examples of putting uh, things in, in airports, right, on on mo- on monitors, right, as well, you know, like the, uh, what do you call them, the, the landscape displays that – you know, what do they call Informational displays in the airport. They showed examples of uh, an escalator on the steps having different, different, um, you know, things on the steps. You know, <laughs> sorry. This is what happens. Bruce is struggling with this. No, you know why? Because it's, I haven't had sleep in two days and I'm, I'm a little sleep deprived right now. And yeah, I'm having a hard time with it. So someone else tell everybody. Well, this, this goes back to the 80s, the late 80s campaign about Bo Knows. And Bono's baseball and Bono's football. And that, those were some great commercials. And if Lotus can do the same type of thing, uh, it, it should do. It should be a very good campaign. 
So okay, uh, I, I have no idea who this bow guy is, but anyway, bow nose. Oh, you, that that you means nothing. Is this like an American sport, like World Bo, Series or Bo, ja- Bo Jackson played football and professional baseball? Okay, so Safe basically time. you have two sports that are only played in the U.S. and Cuba, and maybe one of them in Japan or something. So nobody, if they're outside the U.S., knows who this bow person is. Like we care. Well, it has but nothing to do with so. that. Come on, come on. <laughs> Sean is Sean is just reliving his childhood. Okay, his whole Bono's <laughs> thing. But the whole is point, he the guy the whole... with a Coca Cola bottle that takes it off a kid? The whole thing was that Bono's was a you know a really easy to say and well, understand. We know, know Bono. He's in U two. Still very memorable. There, there well, you go. Bono's a singer in U two. We all know him. <laughs> that Bono? was bad. That was bad. Um, no, but you the know. Bono's campaign, for those of you who weren't in the States at that point in time, um, was all about, you know, Bono's how to play baseball, Bono's how to play football. But then they went on to Bono's ballet and Bono's shopping and you know, things that were completely outside his realm of, of knowledge. But supposedly he would be able to do them well. And it was parodied. He was able to do everything. So, yeah, so, so basically the idea is that Lotus knows, and then it's going to be followed by a, a short statement of how people use Lotus. So it's, it's aimed at these people that are the influencers, the paces within organizations. They're supposed to be between like 25 and 54 years old or something like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's basically to get those people's attention, let them know about what Lotus does and, and try and get them to realize that Lotus does more than email and calendaring and scheduling try and let them know that they have this product and it does a lot more and obviously try and let other people know that hey lotus isn't a car company and lotus isn't that spreadsheet company you know lotus has lotus notes lotus same time connections quicker foundations all this other stuff that you can do a lot more with than just recalculate a spreadsheet cell well and the great thing about the camp about what they're doing right now is it's even if they don't use any specific idea that comes out of the idea jam the fact that they that the perception is they're actually listening to the masses is important yeah, yeah. we need to talk about the idea jam too because we haven't brought that up yet so yeah. people may not know what we're talking about right and it's it's go ahead i was gonna say i i don't know too much about it no like kidding uh, <laughs> Actually, I've been working really close with uh, some of the from some of the Lotus people, new people I, I've never really dealt with before, uh, who are dealing with um, like the some of the executive team within Lotus, and they um, we created this Idea Jam site, right? It's called LotusKnows.ideajam.net, and it's 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 uh, it opened up today. It's a seventy-two hour uh, jam. Uh, it, it currently has four hundred and eighty-seven ideas. Uh, like 6,000 votes and about almost 900 comments. And this is in the span of about 14 or 15 hours so far. And people like uh, Sean Pooley, Tim Canadis, um, uh, Larry Bowden, um, there's Gene, uh, I forgot Gene's last name, but a whole bunch of people are in there. Chris Reckling, they're all making comments, they're all contributing at Brill. And they're they're not just uh, they're posting ideas, they're commenting, but they're they're kind of challenging, um, you know, some of the ideas in a good way, maybe a way that most people wouldn't expect. But so far, the feedback from the people I've been working with, because they they ask a lot of questions, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, lie about that. But they're really, you know, Kristen Loria actually has some ideas posted in there as well. And they're really stoked, you know, that they're they're going through and reading all these things, uh, not just the ones with the most votes, but they're going through they're reading all the comments and uh, they're listening. So, um, you know, I, I guess they're going to take some of these uh, ideas and somehow incorporate them into this Lotus Nose campaign that's going to start. Do we know when it's going to start? I, I think it's not probably till late Q3, possibly Q4. Ah, okay. Um, so that's it. I mean, it, it's going it, to close on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time, and at that time they'll take all the data and, and use it. But so far, so good. Lots of great community feedback from customers, partners, uh, developers, and so forth. So. Yeah. And just, just looking at my notes from the other day here, basically the, the, the Lotus Nose concept was pretty much if there is something going on related to your job, chances are Lotus knows. Um, it's 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 taking a inside-out approach, so it's going to drive uh, interest, you know, and the energy of the Lotus community from the inside and push that out. So, kind of starting, as you said, with this idea jam, Lotus knows uh, jam, with with kind of you know the people that kind of know about it right now are probably the what what's often referred to as yellow bubble, the people that read Planet Lotus. And uh, try and get other people to to do that. Um, I've and they're going to have a lot of names on on the on the idea jam today that I've never heard of before. Yeah, so yeah. it's gotten well, out. Yeah. The I, think, I think it's great. If, I mean, I think there's people that read Planet Lotus and never ever leave comments. You know, or they read people's blogs and never ever leave comments because I, I I get like ten people that maybe are the ones that leave comments, but the reading numbers are totally way above that. So. I think it's good if those people that typically aren't saying anything start saying things now. Mm. Um, there's no television advertising uh, planned um, because they don't want to conflict with the Smarter Planet ads. Uh, supposedly it's not off the table, but the target audience is at, you know is as active online uh, with media out of the home versus you know TV supposedly and TV's expensive. Uh, let's see. And uh, for partners, there's supposed to be a campaign designer kit coming for partners to allow them to extend the messages. So things like mailers and that sort of thing, uh, the templates will be able to do uh, for doing those things. And let's see. But yeah, so so the themes are, here we go, and this, this is on Idea Jam. Lotus knows working smarter depends on great technology. Lotus knows marketing is key to technology adoption. And Lotus knows technology is only great with client success. And Lotus knows the world is getting smaller, flatter, and smarter. Yeah, and just just to give you current stats, right? There's uh, there's four themes, right? Or as we call them in Idea Jam, Idea Spaces, but they're called themes in this case. The ones that are receive the one that is receiving the most traction and the most ideas is Lotus knows working smarter depends on great technology, with thirty eight percent of the ideas. The wow. second the second uh, area receiving the most. Uh, attention is Lotus Nose marketing is key to technology adoption. I'm surprised that that wasn't the the top one, but 28.9%. And then uh, let's see, the third one is Lotus Nose technology is only great with client success at 17.3%. And then the last one with 15.56%. Uh, Lotus Nose, the world is getting smaller, flatter, and smarter. So very interesting stats. Well, I was wondering, yeah, like if as long as I know that they're reading all of them, because sometimes in a couple when I was posting, it's like I wasn't exactly sure which one to post it in. 
but I agree with you on that one. I was sort of confused as some of my a little confused. Yeah, and, and and those themes changed a couple times. You know, speaking from someone who's been on the inside, so um, they they became a little less. Um, how would you say it? The they became more esoteric. Uh, you know, uh, from what they originally were, where they these are more open ended as opposed to discrete themes that they had earlier. So, uh, and it is harder. Sean, it just vague. What was that? It got vague. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, two more days of the jam, and you know, hopefully we'll give some good ideas. You know, there was been a a lot of talk for a long time about creating a marketing section on Idea Jam, where we just never did it. Kind of, we we kind of knew this thing was coming, so we didn't do it. But uh, this is great. So I mean, like I think uh, you all said, there are names there that you just don't recognize because they're customers. There's actually, <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things is that some of the things that are being posted aren't marketing messages at all. They're just like load of suggestions. So it's kind of interesting just watching those that are. Appearing. Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed those. Yeah, and and they'll get they'll get filtered out. You know, some of those probably belong just on Idea Jam. Dot right. net, you know, so, um, you know, people figure it out. They won't get many votes because they'll be off topic, you know. But the, still, they're all great. I'm reading them being, you know, it's just amazing that people people actually have a place to go for just like a brain dump for all these marketing ideas that we've been kind of shouting out here and there. And now they're saying, okay, well, here's a place to, to put them all and we're actually going to read them. So right. it's and, very cool. And they're reading them because they ask a lot of questions, so. And the, there are facilitators, right? If you go into each theme at the top, it tells you who the facilitators are. And those people are making comments in those particular themes. So, you know, they are – IBM is participating. And, and if you search for Carl Tyler in the search, you can vote up all my ideas. <laughs> or you just click on your name in one of your idea and take, it takes you to your profile and you could do it right there. True. All right. Uh, so – Good. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty confident. You know, it's not one of those like, hmm. You know, um, you guys feel the same or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was interested before it started to see what direction it took, and I, I'm. I'm pretty happy with the way it's going. Okay. Uh, w- anything else on Lotus Nose before we talk about some real geeky stuff that that Sean's going to talk about? If you use Lotus Technologies, be sure to go and post how you use it. Call to action. Call to action. Lotusnose.ideajam.net. And you have till Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, to get your idea, comment, or vote in there. Comments are good, especially if you demote something. People want to know why. So tell them, even when you promote something and you feel it's a good idea, write something. There you go. That's it. All right. Who's got the crickets going in the background? I can Sorry. hear them too. <laughs> are they crickets or are they those spring peepers? No, it's oh, they're peepers. I'm in the only room with no AC, and so I have to have the windows on because I have like three laptops going and my server, and I would die in this room without the it window is, open. It is hot today. Hey everyone, welcome uh, David Leedy to the thirteen fifty two report. Everybody, welcome. hello. Thank you. So David, uh, you started a new video podcast, and you're also one of the bloggers on the X Pages blog. Tell us about. Your new video podcast. Well, I do the uh, the Notes and Nine uh, video podcast, which so far has been dedicated X pages, but I've got a couple of end user tips and tricks in the works, and uh, probably some traditional Domino stuff coming soon. And 
and I'll be sticking with the X pages theme for as, as long as I can. And my goal is really just to try and help educate. And I didn't see anyone else really doing a, a screencast. Um, so I thought, well, I'd try and fill that, that niche. Yeah, I apologize for calling it a video podcast. It's actually a screencast. And yeah, that's how, okay. And where would people find your screencast? Well, uh, right now it's mostly on YouTube. Um, I'm posting there because of some problems with iTunes and my hosting provider. So if you go to YouTube and search for Notes and Nine or even X Pages, uh, you'll find it there. And I link to all the shows either on the xpagesblog.com or my own website, uh, lotusnotebook.com. Cool. And uh, I've seen uh, all the episodes so far. They're they're really great, and there isn't really that much material on X Pages out there. And I think you're, you're doing a uh, great service to the uh, development community. Thanks. Thanks. I'm trying. I'm trying to educate, especially the the uh, traditional client developers who haven't seen X Pages yet and don't know what it is. Like Sean. Try and- <laughs> oh, bite me. Yeah. To try and get them up to speed on it. Yeah, David, uh, we, we had a, a discussion earlier about, well, a couple things. One is the iPhone. Are you an iPhone user? Yes, I am. What What are the things you like about the iPhone and the things you don't like about it? You have 10 seconds. Uh, hate the battery life. Love the interface. Love uh, the, the, the apps, of course, and uh, love the browser. Okay. <laughs> wow, that, that's pretty cool because what do you think of the phone and the email? Oh, who who does that? Um, yeah, I do use it to make calls. Uh, it, hey, it works. It keeps all my contacts. It syncs up. You know, it's uh, and and the email is readable, so oh, okay. you can manage multiple accounts on it. Oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. So the question is, what did you come from? What kind of phone did you come from? Oh, my last semi-smartphone was uh, some kind of Windows CE-based mobile Windows kind of thing, which I didn't know how to use. Ten percent of those features that I do with, you know, that I had with the iPhone day one. Okay, move to the studio where Jess is. Okay, you're on Jess's <laughs> side now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Windows Mobile fangirl. Okay, and and uh, David, you get uh, ten more seconds here. What do you think of the new Lotus camp, uh, Lotus Nose campaign? The good stuff and the bad stuff. Go for it. Well, I think it's great that they're involving everybody and that they're they're listening to ideas. Um, the bad stuff is there's a lot of ideas you got to wade through to find what's probably more, more more realistic than others. Yeah, well, s- screw the ideas. I'm talking about the overall campaign. Oh, the campaign is the campaign is great. You know, I mean, we've been one marketing for years, so I can't wait to go to an airport or wherever it's going to be and start seeing some of this stuff on the street. Uh huh. So you're going to be in the airport. You're going to be looking at the advertisement, and then you're going to look around and say, "Anyone looking at me? Is anyone looking at the advertisement?" Oh. That's oh, right. I'll be person. watching to see who's reading it. They're a yellow person, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it was like those I am those I am Superman commercials. I always used to run to the TV when I heard it. But That's right. No one else did. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They held up the sign back then. I am, and then yeah, they held hold yeah. up the sign. That that has a lot to do with Carl Tyler, doesn't it, Carl? Not really. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that campaign campaign was all the agency. The I am bit was all the agency. Ah. So I had nothing to do with the videos or the commercials or anything like that. I was in the R5 launch team, but we had nothing to do with that. All right. And well, we also had nothing to do with the party at Lotusphere that year. I want to point that out. That was out of our control. What tell tell us a little bit about that party. What was so special about it? Nothing. <laughs> it was it was a big disappointment. Now the only thing that happened at that party, there was a big countdown and everybody thought something really exciting was gonna happen. 
and then you had this guy come down as a wire, and that was it. The party was over. Wow. Which we'd been we'd been told, you know, as our team, because that was the one thing that was out of our control, was like, you guys, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And we all sat there very disappointed. <laughs> and actually, the cricket sound is perfect. That's how we felt <laughs> after, after that happened. Yeah, David, I don't know if you can hear it, but Jess has uh, some crickets. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not closing my window. So, David, we're 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 not going to hang up on you. We're going to move on. Sean, uh, Sean, as you know, is our resident 1352 Lotus Foundations guy, and he wants to talk about some new foundation stuff as well as some Tivoli stuff, which is really new territory for us. So, uh, David, just sit back and uh, and uh, interject sure. where you, where you want. If not, just uh, just just chill out. So, Sean, what's up? Um. Just a couple things. First off, uh, the last time we actually did a 1352 report, who knows how long ago that was, I was in the middle of a Foundations beta. Well, that beta has come to fruition, and uh, one of the first, I guess, different products coming out of the Foundations platform is the Foundations Reach, which is basically Lotus Foundations with same time integrated. Um, currently, it's going to be IM. Uh, but I believe in the fall they're going to add in the uh, online meetings of same yeah, so, time running natively on the foundations platform. Yeah, so, so I was also part of that, Peter. So the thing is, it's um, it's it's a lot of same time server with the IAM community services. It doesn't have web conferencing. So and there, and well, the reason it doesn't have it is because um, you know it's it's a Linux platform, and they're looking at being able to use the same time eight five stuff. Uh, in that platform in the future, so why yeah, invest in kind of in, why why invest in getting that to work on a foundation server when in six months you're going to replace it with something else anyway? And the other thing that it has is it does offer the TCSPI telephony integration. So people like Shortel have already announced that they've got telephone integration for um, the Lotus Foundation Reach server, so you can get your click to call and everything if you're using that. Um, using services like Shortel, Alcatel, Lucent, and other companies that do TCSPI solutions for the same time. And because you've got the VMware integration, you can run your VM instance to run that third-party uh, voice over IP PBX right on the same box. That's right. Um, the one thing, they, they, they sort of jury-rigged it a little bit um, with as far as the, the same-time integration, but it, it's as good as I expected, and hopefully when they get the same-time A5 out, it'll be better. Um, the other piece that's come out and was announced, and I believe is actually shipping as of Friday, is something called Tivoli Foundations. Um, they've taken the Foundations platform, the base OS, and all the autonomics, and married it to the Tivoli Application Manager, and pared it down so that it's being built for the medium-sized businesses. So you're 100 to 1,000 people that have anywhere between, you know, 5 to 20 servers running in their environment. Well, now you have an application server, an appliance that you can drop in. It'll automatically go out and find all your uh, servers you have out there. It'll find out the information about them. And now you have a uh, dashboard. You can see your servers are up, what type of things are going on what type of issues you might be having, um, all the things that are good about Tivoli without having to do all the integration yourself. How much is that, Sean? 
Um, it's on a PVU pricing, of course. Um, I don't know if they can. I know they announced it, but I don't know what the final numbers were. Um, Is it like at, at priced for SMBs or small, you know, dentist office? Well, it's dentist or... office is not going to have a ton of servers out there. Dentist office is what the regular foundations is going to be for. Um, but for something like, say, I've got 300 people in my account, and I've got five servers. Well, I simply pay for the number of servers that I manage. It doesn't. It's not like you pay for the you pay for the ser, you pay for the hardware yourself. You pay for the Lotus Foundations. Those two are the fixed costs. Everything else after that's variable by the amount of servers you're managing. So if I'm managing two servers, it's a lot cheaper than if I'm managing twenty. Gotcha. Um, along with the application manager, they also have the service manager, which is their version of a help desk. Um, it ties in with application manager, but it um, but it's it's really to allow whether it be a, an external business partner or an internal really small uh, IT department to have a fully functional, um, robust help desk environment that has everything like self service, all your normal things you think from. Things like Remedy, but it's built for the small medium business. It's not built for, you know, 100,000 people. It's built for the ones that are, you know, anywhere to 100 to 1,000 people. So it's a web app? Uh, yes. So it's Tivoli Service Desk Manager. So both of these are the full Tivoli applications simply ported over to foundations. That includes the ability to customize it. So all the customizations that you could do to regular uh typically application manager you can do to this okay so just just curious the usernames and logins where where are they provisioned from i mean where do they, what do you authenticate against uh foundations so foundations with the ldap in the background right so it's not your like no username and password well i mean if you are it it's depends on how you do it if like if i'm i'm looking at a to find somebody who's going to be using Tivoli Foundations, I'm looking for somebody. You know, they've got they've got an environment that is not enormous, but it's too big for the small IT group they've got. Um, I want to be able to drop this box in, turn it on. I've got a couple hours of configuration to do, which most of it's the clicking start on the installation, um, and then. It goes out, and the autonomics are one of the things that they don't talk about a lot with foundations. It goes out, scours the network, and finds everything. It'll find all your printers. It'll find all your servers that are out there. Um, and once all that stuff's been brought in, then you can start getting you know, your dashboards, your green lights, your red lights, what's going on, all for an easy place for the, the, the IT group to manage. And that IT group might be a single external business partner. Mm -hmm. So the question I have, is this specifically geared to be paired with foundations or can it be? No, okay. no this, is, this, is, this is meant to be an appliance similar to the way uh, the Microsoft, the mom application does. Mm -hmm. um, Not simple, Jess. No, yeah, similar to the way the, um, the Tivoli works, an SNMP, SNMP server would work in a large environment. So, you know, you go to your 
your General Electrics or your GMs, and you go and they have their war room that has all the servers up there with red light, green lights, and all that thing. Well, this is built for the medium business to give them that same type of control. But it's um, Got it the is crickets. available. Where are the crickets? Yeah, no kidding. It's available on Password Advantage right now. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's available on the software catalog for business partners or not yet. I haven't checked. Um, hopefully, I will uh, find it out there this week. So, and then I'm actually looking for somebody to be my guinea pig. So if you're interested, contact the 1352 report. Yeah. So Sean, the, the question becomes. You said an appliance, but you also also said downloadable via passport. Correct. So the appliance, it's it's a foundations appliance, which means that it's it run it's built the same as your Lotus Foundations start, in that it runs best on their hardware, including the you know on chip on uh, chip OS, so it starts from anything. The IDB is built in. Um, Two, running on third party, or you can install it in a VMware instance if you want to. So if you don't want to buy the hardware, you can put it on a VMware instance and run it off of that. So again, if anyone uh, out there wants to be Sean's guinea pig and totally wreak havoc on your network. Um, Absolutely. Yep, Sean's the man. So uh, reach out you know, on uh, 1352report.com or uh, find Sean uh, on the internet, Sean Burgess. Uh, and... Uh, and make it happen. So um, we covered a lot. You guys have any other topics we want to cover? Or I think Jess is going to turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> well, uh, we'll wrap it up. We talked about iPhones. We talked about Lotus Notes. We talked about Macintoshes. We talked about Notes and Nine. We talked about Lotus Foundation's Reach. Uh, no? Was it? Yes. Called? Yeah. Lotus Foundations Reach and uh, Tivoli Foundations. Uh, and uh, it's been a good episode. So, David Leedy, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. Um, you guys want to just uh, ask David one more thing so we can embarrass him in front of everyone? Or What, what does oh. David do for a living? Well, this week uh, I work for a trucking company. <laughs> In three weeks, I don't know, but currently I'm a developer for a, a small trucking company. Okay, so potentially you might be looking for work, so this is perfect for you then. Yeah. That's that's correct. Yeah. So what do you do, David? I mean, you do X pages development. What's your, what's your background here? We're putting you on the spot because we're closing out the show. Well, my background's notes client development. Uh, I'm not totally allowed to do X pages at work yet, but but I try every day. Um, so that's most of, the, most of the stuff I do in my spare time. Um, so it's basically notes and keeping, keeping the company running. Okay. And you got any so, hobbies? Uh, well, I've got two children, so they take up a lot of my hobby time. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, only got got, two. it's no big deal. I think Carl is the only bachelor out of us all. So there's, is this trucking company, is that the same one that did kind of like a portal based on a cartoon? A portal based on a cartoon? No, oh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Carl, you get two more guesses and one lifeline. <laughs> Okay, can I can I call a friend? Do you have any? AT and T is connecting us now. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thanks a lot, Jess. It's always a a pleasure to to have uh, to hear your voice and and have you, you on the show. I know we've uh, we've tried to do this a couple times, but uh, I've screwed it up. Carl, as always, you know, uh, 
the the what do you call it? Uh, the conductor, English person? the English conductor from uh, what's that show again? No, I think it's called the Fat Controller from um, from Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, the Fat Controller. That's it. It's a top of my hat and, if you want to be and uh, Mr. Sean, um, Mr. Sean yeah. Burgess and his uh, lovely wife Colette, who's probably in the background or just uh, sucking on his ear at this point. Did you play Twittering? <laughs> oh, it's true, isn't it? All right, everyone, 1352, we're out. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.